Hello boys and girls, it's episode 5 of Chris Apocalypse today. Woo. Say hello Matt. Hello. I'm Matt. We're reviewing things and stuff. There might be a score, there might not be. There might be a score that actually has a scale, might not have a scale. Who cares, scores are irrelevant these days. I use actors I don't like as scores now. Yeah, sweet. Okay, I want to expect that for the rest of this episode. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, that's a little bit more editing. Yeah, yeah. Up, so that's fine. yeah, I'm going to have to find more pictures. So, last week you started. No, you started. Last week I started. So you're starting this week. I should probably just let you have that. Um, Okay, so my review number one this week. um, An exciting time for me because a bunch of games have come out that I've actually wanted to play and not just bought with chagrin and grit in my mouth. See, I've been getting games just given to me from my Kickstarters. That's true, that's true. You technically (laughs) paid for them. Hmm. You paid for them in your own commitment to that project. When I had a better job. But anyway, so my number one is something that I've really been looking forward to for a very long time. That's Far Cry 4. Um the continuation of Far Cry 3, I guess, because there are characters that intertwine the two games. But anyway, um, anyway, so... Vass in it again. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Vass was like the best one. I was saying to someone the other day, the end of Far Cry 3, spoilers for anyone who hasn't played it, um, the end of Far Cry 3 shouldn't have been that you fought against that that sort of pimp dude. What should have happened is Vass just came up behind him and stabbed him, and then just went, ah, I'm still here! And they just had like a shootout for 40 minutes as he (laughs) became a bullet sponge. Um, But that never happened because they're a little bit more realistic and fantastical at the same time they all just sort of merge those two anyway Far Cry 4 it's the story of um, something Gale AJ Gale um, you go home to scatter your mum's ashes um, excited at the family at the family land um, as you're on this bus travelling there you get embroiled in the um, in the adventures and the subterfuge of these two warring factions one being the Golden Path which are the rebels the other being Pagan Min which is this brilliant Troy Baker character he's an English-accented person who grew up in the Himalayas wearing a pink suit. I'm sure you've seen him in the adverts. Um, this film, this game's vast. The this game's vast, essentially. This Ubisoft game think, where they I put a villain on the I think he's in it for the, the long run. I think he's committed no, no, to he it. Does, yeah, he does. He lives longer than Vast did. Yeah, Spoilers. Vass, yeah, first six hours he was gone. He was yeah. really good, though, Vast. I really liked yeah. him. His musings were great. I like um, the um, the guy who was just raping people. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the weird guy. He's the just like, like, he was like oh, here's your friend. I've used him. Yeah. It's all dumb. used up, boy. <laughs> he ain't gonna walk no more. Um, but when it comes to Far Cry 4, it's this brilliant, um, explosive place, and it's such a cliched thing to say, but you really make your own adventure. Um, me personally, what I do whenever I go into a Far Cry game is I probably do about 20% of the story, and then when I've got to that point where I've got my bow and arrow, I just start getting the towers, taking the bases. Yeah. Once the whole island's open up for you to go and do those activities, I get straight on them because there is nothing more satisfying than shooting the top of a sniper-filled radio tower with four people in there just with a rocket launcher and watching them all fly out well, the windows. I posted a video ages ago. One of the first videos on the channel was a Far Cry 3 video where I took it by basically, I took out a couple of guards on the outside, freed a bear and just sat back and let him deal with everything. Which is great. And <laughs> they do that now as well. The elephant, yeah. the elephant is a force to be reckoned with. It's like a landslide. Um, and it's great. There's an, there's actually there's a situation at the very beginning of the the game that was a bit it's a bit jarring because it's very scripted to begin with. But you have to be in those games. So there's a lot to do, but it's very scripted. And there's an avalanche during a gunfight. Hmm. I thought, oh, that's cool. So maybe there's avalanches. Maybe you can cause these to happen. No, it doesn't. It's scripted, <laughs> so it doesn't happen again. But the hunting, the the tower capturing, just everything that you can do now. They've added in bait. So when you've got a village and there's no animals to free to cause a little bit of chaos, mm. you can give it a try for a bit of bait in and it will attract other animals. Um, and if they come storming in, there's nothing more satisfying than a fucking just hearing this wow, like a cat thing just jump out of nowhere and start slaughtering mm. these army people. Um, and they shoot at it and then from the background you're just like, oh, look, bow and arrow. It's something about being Rambo in these games that just 
just perfection. I think Far Cry 3 and 4 both have the best mechanic for a bow and arrow. Yeah. Like, when you miss, you don't miss because it's a bad game, because the game's done something wrong. You miss because you're not very good with a bow and arrow. And pulling back on the string and everything, it just makes it, it just makes it seem a bit more um, interesting as opposed to the fucking, the shooty guns. As much as I complain about laser guns, once you've had 40 different machine guns and they all kill people as just as well, you yeah. want to go to something a bit different. I mean, you've got Molotov cocktails, you've got grenades, and you've got the fucking bow and arrow. Nice. You can be Rambo for a little bit. Just like, I want to just make a Rambo game. A good Rambo game. Yes. Yeah. Let's not say a Rambo game. Cause there's I want Rambo one. 4. You want Rambo 4? Yeah. That was a great film, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just want half of it to be him driving a boat down a river. <laughs> you, you, you bring your guns. Yeah. Killing people government. changes you. <laughs> you taking any guns with you? No. You ain't, you ain't curing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, um, I give Far Cry 4 a very strong 8 out of... 92 million it's the reverse effect with that number though so the lower the better it's very close to being perfect hmm. but it's just I've heard that um, of 92 million. their computer AI has a weird obsession with trying to shoot the birds but sometimes they'll just start shooting at them and they'll just they'll ignore you there and just are shoot eagles the birds. that randomly attack you yeah. and I can't stop the eagles from attacking me they just come down peck a couple of bars of health off and I'm like oh you yeah. prick and then I pull the bow, bow and arrow back and I fire and I just never hit it I was watching a video of someone was um, he was taking on a group of rebels on the side of the street that are driving along, taking on a bunch of the bad guys anyway, and they just suddenly started ignoring him because there were some eagles flying overhead and they were all just freaking out shooting. He just stood right next to them, watching them shoot the eagles. I had a very um, experimentative moment in that game where I tried to find out if a rickshaw could kill a rhino. Yeah, it can't. Oh. Yeah, they've got that realism down. <laughs> uh, but no, so it's a great game. I highly recommend it. If you're into shooters, you want something a little bit different, but very similar to Far Cry 3, I will say that it's almost beat for beat the same sort of scenarios that you find same in that. Same game. But um, <laughs> nice little bits. Like, they've got masks now, so you can find these masks, and there's mm. about 50 of them scattered around. You just go, bash them, and they're gone. Does he still have tattoos? No, no, they've got rid of them. Oh, no visual representation of your progress. <laughs> no. It's, it's a gimmicky um, format. Progress is... Um, it's a bit odd. It's not like... You can see it in what you get, mm. but... So I always thought that was a bit weird how he just sort of yeah, just yeah. tattoos just appear on his arm. But he was he was they were blessings from whatever the god was, weren't they? They were like mystical blessings. They weren't. Yeah. In this, it's just a case of oh look, now you know how to slit someone's throat from behind. I just really like. I just want a sequel to Blood Dragon, like a real Blood Dragon game. I think they are going to do one. Well, they I, no, I they said they didn't, but apparently the guy who ran Far Cry Four has been given blessing from Ubisoft to do his own project. Which is Something the else. same thing that happened with Blood Dragon, yeah. isn't it? Because it's the same guy again. Well, the Blood Dragon, yeah, Blood Dragon was done by different people. It wasn't done by the Far Cry Three guys. It no, was done the by guy, the, the creative, the creative developer of yeah. Far Cry Three was involved in Blood Dragon. Yeah, and also the means... lead developer of Far Cry Four was my old boss, Jamie King, oh, really? who um, ran him. Battlefield Bad Company. And basically, you don't. You, there's a lot of stuff missing from Bad Company because of him. Yeah. <laughs> and if you look into Far Cry Three, watch the original enemies. trailer. We're not trying to make enemies of Crit Apocalypse. We're trying to make friends. I don't care. He um, <laughs> Far Cry Three is missing an entire character. And with it, every single plot and quest that came along with it. If you watch what the original trailers, Herc. no. If you watch the original ca- trailers, there was another character with them. They had another person that they were touring with, and there was a gameplay demo showed where it was involving that character. Oh, what's And it, it was like, completely cut from the game. So like a co-op style thing. No, another person. You know, his friends that he rescues. In yeah, the yeah. Game. No, the, what I mean is, would yeah. it have been like a co-op style scenario? So we, no, no, we no. Play the game with that person. No, it would just been another stage to the game. Another right. character that he rescues and brings back. Who really cares? Game. That was the worst part of the game. Was the story? <laughs> yeah, true. The best part of the game was capturing. I like the bit where um, you rescue your brother from the airfield and you're flying away and it starts playing Ride of the Valkyries and I honestly could not tell if it was doing it as a joke or not. 
See, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I think that Blood Dragon, that first part where Long Tall Sally started playing from Predator, I was like, oh, this is them ripping the shit out of their own game. Yeah. I like this. Yeah, Falcon Blood Dragon kicked cut out all the bullshit. It did, but it didn't. Uh, did it sell well? Yeah, apparently it did really well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I love that game. I, I and genuinely... Did you finish it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that last forever. section is fucking amazing when you I'm get a when dragon, you, yeah you walk up to it and all the stairs light up in rainbow yeah. colors and there's a dragon with and it's alive it talks it's like it's really weird for me to say this um about a game because I'm, I'm one of those people that hates bland environments even if it's mm. linear i like i like it you know if there's stuff going on yeah so um imagine if there was a call of duty game that had the hard-boiled attempt at like you could jump through windows and shit yeah. if there were like three corridors that were all joined and you could go i would like that more than just one corridor and it means something was going on with Blood Dragon, one of my favourite sequences is where you go down the smokestack. I don't know if it's a smokestack or a massive elevator. Yeah. And there's about six Blood Dragons down one end. And you've just got like your bow and arrow and whatever else you had. And you've basically got to get out of there. That's right before the yeah. last the last boss. Yeah. And um, I fucking love it. Don't you that. get the Predator-style blade thing, don't you? Yeah, you do, yeah. And you have that whole mission where you basically... Like, you're just yeah. knocking people's heads. That game was fucking amazing. It was a great game. Yeah. Tongue-in-cheek. But, um, but yeah, so eight shy of 92 billion, which would be the perfect score. No, you, remember you had to name um, actors. You have to rate it with actors that you don't like. Oh, yeah, so today I'm going to rate with actors I don't like. So I would give this... It's just shy of a Tom Atkins. I'd say this is a Michael Fassbender. Yeah. It's artsy, but really you can see below the surface it's just a fucking laugh. It's having a laugh. You enjoy him, but occasionally he'll show his cock and you don't want that. No, I'd say the, <laughs> the cock was the story. Because Tom occasionally... Atkins would show you it. Yeah, Tom Atkins will definitely show me his cock. Have you seen The Mist? <laughs> I fucking love Tom Atkins. It's just shy of a Tom Atkins. I give it a Michael Fassbender. I rate it very highly. It's great. It's enjoyable. And often it will surprise you even when you don't expect it to. Because there are little situations where it just... You're like, oh... I need a girls. picture of your hedgehog just to confuse people when you see <laughs> Tom Atkins. Chuck my pet hedgehog on the fucking yeah. doom. Yeah. Should we put some hedgehog pictures? That probably gets a few extra views. Yeah, yeah, I'll put it... I'll time it for the middle of the video <laughs> so it comes up as a thumbnail. Like Vsauce does. What we could do... Instead of the technical difficulty sign, we could just get a picture of my hedgehog's face. Just like... Do you know Vsauce, like, they write the entire scripts for the episodes based around what's going to be in the middle frame in the video so they can make sure that that's the thumbnail that appears instead of just making your own thumbnail? Huh. Yeah. No. Like, that's the old trick of chucking some boobs in the middle of your video so that everyone goes, boobs! Oh, I just don't. Um, yeah, I should do that. I just splice in bits of port. I need to just start playing Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Oh, my God, they're doing that on Game Grumps. I was watching that. Yeah, yeah I was watching that a while ago. ago. Yeah, yeah they um, finished anyway, it eventually. Anyway, it's your it's your review. Yeah, what's going on? I'm going to review first. Um, let's get WWE Summer Survivor Series out of the way. The pay per view that was on last week. This is where I shut up. Yeah, well, you were going to do Supercard, but you know. Yeah, no, they're they're more pertinent things. That, but you want you want to make sure you fully got all the depth for that game out of the way first. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you all the depth. It's top trumps. I know it's top trumps. <laughs> They've added some new wrestling moves to it. It's got China. Your guy can do a backflip now. The card. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. One of the moves it knocks the guy to the ground, does a backflip. <laughs> Does that affect the gameplay in any way? No, but it gives you something else to watch. Oh. Yeah. But Survivor Series this week was, um, as usual, a fairly shaky WWE pay-per-view. Um, it was meant to be free for us in the UK, but WWE decided 20 minutes before launching the network to cancel it for no reason whatsoever. They haven't given a reason. People said it was because of Sky, but Sky could say they had nothing to do with it. Mm. Um, so we're still waiting on that. So we had to pay for the, net the Survivor Series when everyone else seems to get it for free. People Correct. in Nigeria got it for free. Alright, now stop picking on the Nigerians. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's African countries, which we're meant to say are third world countries, <laughs> that are getting WWE Network Look, before us. The Africa second biggest market for WWE. Bob Geldof's attempts at saying that it's a fucking ruin of a place. That's nice place. Right? Yeah, nice. Rwanda's yeah. really nice. But yeah. Rwanda's really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rwanda's lovely. Apart from the history. 
Congolese. But but yeah, um, it started off with a... um, I think it started with a tag team match. I can't remember. But it was a tag team, Fatal 4-Way tag team match. Standard stuff. It was fairly decent. But there was two matches on the card that were actually good. Um, Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt. Um, Dean Ambrose steals the show usually. It wasn't the, it wasn't one of his great matches, but it was an entertaining enough match, and it had that attitude era thing where it just lost control towards the end, ends in a double disqualification, uh, ends in a disqualification, and basically the, there's five minutes of them just throwing weapons at each other, and Dean Ambrose buried him under ladders and chairs. Basically, the match being a setup for next month's pay per view, which is tables, ladders, and chairs themed. Okay. So it was just it was very attitude mess sort yeah. of thing. When you're when you're describing this, I imagine you know the orange tint to cameras you get in a, well, apocalypse films. Yeah, just a pearl of ladders, and then someone's hand reaches out, just like that's how dramatic say, it gets, man. Don't give them ladders. ideas for their adverts. <laughs> just like, reaches up and somehow gets the belt, even though it's like if they um, can have any chance to make their adverts look like films, like WWE will jump at the chance. Direct, I, I want to direct the. Um, I, I really want to direct the um, the Dead Space movie. I'd really like to direct that. I think I'd be good at that. Yeah, um, said now they'll probably hire you. <laughs> guys, I'm not. I've not got any official directing credits under my name. But if you get me a decent second second director or an assistant director, or whatever it's called, second DP. Yeah. Yeah. If you get someone assistant to just, director, yeah, just make sure that I'm not going nuts and, and you know. That's not what they do though. Most assistant directors just shoot black for background plates and. Well, that'd yeah. help. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I I would genuinely like the chance to film Dead Space. I yeah. think I could do it. Take me up on the challenge. At the very least, it's like, what? It's a good bit of marketing. I mean, they let Brett Ratner make films. (laughs) And I've seen Batman or Robin. No, he did um, X-Men 3. Did he? Yeah, Batman Robin's Joel Schumacher. Oh, yeah, I get mixed up because they're both just terrible. Yeah. (laughs) They're both just piss-waddled idiots. Brett Ratner's just fucking awful director. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, the thing with Survivor Series was the main event was where everything went down. Which okay. was a Survivor Series tag match, traditional tag match. Stipulations being, if John Cena's team won, then Triple H's team um, would Triple H would, and Stephanie wouldn't be in power anymore on Raw, so they'd be gone. Like, like are there, is this like, is there a hierarchy? Was and they're, they're Triple talking... H and Stephanie McMahon are running Raw. Is it a monarchy or is it? A but they're hierarchy? in charge. They own the company. Oh really? Yeah, but they wouldn't be in charge. Vince owns the company, but they're running things she, day to day. I'm, I'm assuming she's a wrestler. Stephanie is Vince, yeah. Vince's daughter. Okay, so they're both wrestlers. Well, she's not a wrestling as such. She just like she doesn't have matches every now and again. But when she right. comes into the boardroom with Triple H, say, do they go in in their wrestling costumes? Yeah, like, yeah he wears a tie. <laughs> it's a clip-on tie, but no one's sure how it holds on when he's not they're wearing a shirt. They open up the briefcase. They're just like, all right, yeah. so today projected her. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. She's got a pen between her breasts. <laughs> just like she's right. She can hold one. Yeah. He's yeah. got one stuck shoved up his tight buns. He could buttons. put one under his breasts as well. Yeah, he just puts one in his tight buns. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but um, if Cena lost, then everyone on his team except for Cena would be fired. Because Cena's too valuable to the company. They always say they're doing what's best for business. Then they get fired. No, basically, Cena's team eventually won. But... Spoilers, not before Cena got eliminated after Big Show turned on him because that's what Big Show does. He changes from being a bad guy to a good guy every two weeks because I think that's his gimmick. No, now fighting diabetes. Basically, he's being thrown back and forth between everyone who has to work with him. Eventually, people have to work with Big Show sooner or later. Yeah. It just happens, and you get saddled with him. But um, basically, Dolph Ziggler ended up being the one guy left on Cena's team against three opponents, and he eliminated two of them. And it was getting really bad, and Triple H was doing everything to screw. Ziggler over, knocking him out, punching out referees and stuff and trying to get one of his crooked ones in okay. and all this. And then all of a sudden, after all the rumours, Sting turns up. 
Which I saw a picture of. Yes, yeah, which I posted on my Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah spoilers. But um, <laughs> yeah, Sting turns up, beats the shit out of Triple H, drags Seth Rollins, knocks Seth Rollins out and chucks Is Dolph Seth Ziggler. Is related to Henry Rollins? I wish he was. <laughs> he's not though. No. But um, yeah, and then Ziggler wins the match, which is quite a good thing for Dolph Ziggler because he's a fucking good wrestler and deserves a bigger spot on the card. Can you be good at wrestling? Yeah, it it's, takes a hell of a lot, man, to I be know, a performer. But it's like, you don't need to be able to take a punch. You, just you watch to... a Vladimir Kozlov match and then watch a friggin' Dolph Ziggler match and tell yeah, me which like... one's good and which one's bad. See, my problem is I never got into this side of the sports, the physical sports side of things. Like, all sports are physical, I guess. But the um, the sort of the arena-style wrestling or fighting sports. Yeah. I always like UFC. I like boxing. I like kickboxing, things like that. Um, and when people get hurt in that, there's explosions of blood. But when people get hurt in WWE... Or WWF or whatever it's called now. Um, Raw? Is it Raw now? Is it it's WWE, WWE, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, whenever someone gets hurt in that, it's almost like people getting hurt in football. They're sort of like, oh, I got my leg. Well, they're selling it, but then oh. they might get real injuries. You know when a real injury happens in wrestling? Yeah, because someone dies. No, yeah, because they stop the match. Ultimate Warrior never comes back. <laughs> yeah. He didn't sell that. He sold that heart attack friggin' strong, He man. fought a flight of stairs and lost. <laughs> I fucking love Ultimate Warrior. I miss him. No, but they, like... Yeah, if someone gets injured in wrestling for real, you can usually see it. But they'll work for injuries, that's the thing. Like, Yeah. But that's one reason CM Punk left. He did a podcast um, yesterday, came out, I like CM where he was talking about why he left WWE. Turns out he was actually fired. Oh. He left and said to them, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm going to sit out my contract, I can't be here anymore. Yeah. He's an independent contractor, he doesn't owe him anything, he's allowed okay. to leave whenever he wants. Yeah. And that's the thing that fans seem to have a problem with. They can't grasp the concept of someone wanting to leave a job because it's shitty. But what he built from was three months of him saying, I've got a lump on my back, te- asking the doctor to check it, say it's getting more and more painful. Yeah. And he was like, oh, it's just a calcium deposit, it's just a fatty deposit, it'll be fine. He walked out of WWE a couple of days later, goes and gets another doctor to have a look at him, and he says, oh, that's staph infection, you're probably going to die if we don't lance it right now. And he has it lanced and done. And then WWE tried to re- deny him his royalty checks, and they sent him a notice of being fired on the day he was getting married, which they would have known about because he's marrying AJ, who's a diva in the WWE. Yes, I have AJ the card on WWE. Yeah, yeah, card. yeah, yeah. Lovely yeah. young lady. She's quite attractive. Yeah, yeah. She's tiny. She's only about two foot tall. Like about that. So she's a midget. <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah. That that draws in. We'll talk about that more when I talk about Dragon Age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like Survivor Series though. It was propped up by one good match and one really good because the main event was excellent. It yeah. felt like. I like it when there's a back and forth and you don't know where it's going and it keeps shifting. Like No one would have thought Dolph Ziggler would be the last one left on the team. No, no. Well, I thought after he lost World War Two, he would have retreated into hiding for the Dolph rest Ziggler. of the Ziggler. Hair Ziggler. Hair Ziggler. But, um, <laughs> Frau Ziggler. But it was like a solid-ass pay-per-view. Yeah. And, um, well, it sounds like it was worth the cost regardless of the fact that they $14.95. I feel sorry for any Americans who don't have WWE Network. Like, it's freaking $59.95 really? over there. That's how much they charge for a See, pay-per-view. They get, they get fucked on that front. Yeah, we get but, it a bit better. But, but at we the same time, on wrestling. we were promised it for free this month and 20 minutes before it was due to go live, gone. That is shit. That's that really is a shit. bullshit. I that wonder is. why that happened, though, because they say it was possibly because of Sky, or do you think they realised they'd be making I don't think lot. Sky had anything to do with it. No. I don't think there's contractual things to do with it. I, I think it's entirely Craig because they... find out if he had the same issue, because yeah. it might have been. Because he's got the PS4. Is it the network all over the UK? You can do it on everything. You can put it on any system. Because they had apparently they put the network um, download on Xbox Live and everything. Oh really? But um, yeah, they said it's while well, they're looking for partners. I think what it is is they're looking for people to host it in the UK, and whoever it was they were meant to do it wasn't capable of it. We can host it. You need more than just a three terabyte hard drive to host the WB network. 
Ah, we could. They could give us the stuff. We'll just host it. Imagine how warm this room would be. I could, yeah, I'd like just supercomputers in here. Just be like, just be like, look, I've got a spare room. It's my my cousin's. I've got 150 meg in, and it'll be fine. Yeah, like, just be like, my cousin's currently paying for the spare room, but we'll get rid of her. You yeah, pay her rent. No, I'll just, I'll just put him in there. I won't. Just... <laughs> Looks like you're being approached by a bunch of really shitty darlings. Yeah, she'll wake up in the morning and be like in the Sims when you built a wall around their bed. Just like. Just a freaking wall of service. Did you ever remove the ladder from the pool? Yeah. But you can do that now in Sims 4. Can you? Yeah, they put pools in oh, after shit. saying it wasn't possible. Finally, after three years. Yeah. But yeah, that was a Survivor series. It was decent. I'm going to say give 74. Given an actor. That's no, that's your thing. Yeah, but you can do it as well. No, no, that's your thing. It's your challenge. It could be our thing. <laughs> hey, live here, North Mix has followed me on Twitter. Right now. This is a blatant follower on follower. Okay, look, stop it. Stop it, <laughs> we've got to get back to this. Alright, so I'm going to talk about The Hunger Games, Mockingjay, part one. Oh, should I get a pillow to lie down with now? I'm going to fuck you, I'm going to talk about film. <laughs> no, I was thinking I was going to fall asleep. Oh, right. Um, probably. Um, Alright, so uh, so by now, I'm, I'm assuming that everyone that listens to us as a 14-year-old girl has read the books and seen the films. Under that assumption, I'm going to continue without explaining what happened previously in the other films. Um... Hunger Games, but Mockingjay is essentially the story of Katniss, the continuing adventures of the young girl who defied an an empire or a government. I don't know what yeah. to call it because you don't know if there are other countries. But anyway, well, they're running over the United States, aren't they? They've separated yeah. the United States into twelve state districts, yeah. and the rest of it's a wasteland. Yeah, all that crap. Um, but anyway, so um, just a quick recap, I guess, because this will help. Um, the first film was about a girl learning to survive. Hmm. Second film was about a girl learning to lead. The third film is about sort a girl. Of. Yeah. <laughs> Learning third... to be involved in a thing that will eventually lead to her leadership and then she just didn't really want it anyway. Yeah. Um, the third film is a girl learning to act. <laughs> um, it's not even that. There's no There's no, um, There's no. no character progression. There's, it's, it's sorely missing. And there wasn't also... any in the second film, man. That second film was just... No, because she learned how to talk to other people and, and get on with them. Like she, she learned about other people's... By the end of it, she was still like... She, she was wasn't still in control of anything, so she yeah. didn't lead bugger all. <laughs> but this one... Um, what confuses me the most is this one. She's basically... She's under the thumb of another government, which is very evident by the fact that Julianne Moore plays Pre- uh, President Coyne. Hmm. I think her name is. Um, and so she gives her orders and she's talking to Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is fucking... He, he's the only good thing about this film. Yeah. Him and Woody Harrison. He generally is. I watched him Twister the other day. It was on TV and I forgot Philip Seymour Hoffman was in that. He's only in it briefly though. He's yeah, he's like the crazy dude bro. Yeah. Um, but every time he's on screen he's talking about oh, Katniss. She's the girl. Hmm. She's what we need. And like you're like, oh fuck, maybe she's maybe she's the one. Maybe she's Neo yeah. in this universe. She got electrolytes. <laughs> and then it's President Coyne. President it's what plants grow. Yeah. Um, President Coyne comes from nowhere and um, and it's basically like I don't believe you this is what's going to happen this is gonna... and the whole film she's seeing Peter and Peter is her polar opposite he's doing um, propaganda or propos as they call them to be mm. hip um, mega lols and such she's been like captured hasn't he they... he's been captured and he started to be brainwashed spoiler I think everybody realises this but he starts saying stuff that, that basically opposes the ideals that were placed by Katniss and him in the first and second Hunger Games. In this one, he's sort of like their poster boy. Um, the whole film is about Katniss being the symbol for the resistance and them trying to get back the boy, uh, Josh Hutchinson, what's his name? Peter? Peter, I think I've yeah. probably said that about six times. She's trying really hard to get back her boy, even though she's got a boyfriend. 
Gail. Yeah. She's not actually the Gail. The they other kiss. Hemsworth. They kiss in this film, and it's the fucking weirdest, most They kiss in the second thing. one as well, and yeah. it's like, but then she kisses Peter. She's, she's in love with Peter. She's genuinely she's in love with Peter up. in this one. And Why can't so she go with a guy who actually like, sits at home waiting for her? Why can't she be just with the guy that's there? Just, uh, but anyway, so um, so this whole thing, it's just, it's really we fucking just be weird. Alone. It's a muddled message. It's not very good for, for I, I, I dread to think of the generation we've got coming if this is the fucking female role models we have. <laughs> It seems so stupid to say this, but if ever you watch Alien or Aliens, Ellen Ripley is a much better role model. Don't worry about Alien She's in freaking control of everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ellen Ripley, she's a strong female character. Or even if you're fucking... If I'm stretching for anything that would resonate with women, how about Sabrina the Teenage Witch? That's even Fuck a yeah. fucking better role model than this shit. She's just... The whole time she's like, Boys, boys, boys! Where are my boys? You can't die. Nobody die. Everybody's sad. Let me make you happy. One thing that's bugging me now with like um, it's female really dark, characters man. in films now, and in games as well. Whenever they put a woman in control, they're always in pain. They're always going through all sorts of torture and all this sort of stuff. That doesn't make them strong. That's the thing that, like, you know how <laughs> I don't know if you've seen. Uh, you've played Tomb Raider, right? Yeah. We spoke about this last time. We spoke about the whole villain thing and how the villains represented. Yeah. As but a, the whole the whole Tomb Raider is a series of Lara Croft getting, getting stabbed, stabbed and, and fucking yeah. Like, just why brutal. does she need to go through that? Why she, can't she just be strong because she's learning to cope and stuff? If anything, it don't makes you think. That, can you imagine what this woman would be able to accomplish yeah. if she wasn't in all these direly horrible and horrific yeah. injuries? But imagine like, the figure she could be. Think of an equivalent character from the 80s, though. Arnold Schwarzenegger's character in Commando. John Matrix. He's fighting all these bad guys. Every time he gets shot or stabbed, he doesn't wince in pain and groan, and we don't see him in pain constantly. He just gets on with it. And now we have a generation of One Direction. when you have female action stars, whenever they get in pain, we have to watch them grin and grin and grimace, and it has to be like, oh, it's so excruciating. I'm like, but... That's not. That doesn't add anything to them. No. I mean, it, like, why don't men go through that? It's chalk and cheese, really, though, when you're talking about that, because you don't have um, the thing about action films is they're predominantly aimed at men. Yeah. So to put a female character, she's not wincing at pain. You get something like a long kiss, good night. No, it makes her look like she's tough. Oh, but no. you get something like a long kiss, good night, which is a fucking brilliant film. And then you get the progression of the hero, and you get the similar sort of journey. Yeah. But the problem is that you can't target that to men. Because it's got a woman on the front cover, and they're like, oh, that's a lady's film. That's Samuel L. Jackson, isn't it? Samuel L. Jackson's awesome in that film. Yeah. Um, but anyway, to the point, um, Hunger Games, I just, I dread to think what it's doing to women. And like, next you've got fucking, what, Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. Fifty Shades of Some Cunt Who Beats a Woman. I don't want to watch that. Like, you know how so many people are Have saying... Have you tried like, reading it? Yeah, I've read it. I, t- I read about three pages before. I was like, read why am I watching thing. some 14-year-old's fanfic? Read the whole thing and... <laughs> I was shocked that it came from a woman in the 50s. In my head, I was correcting grammar. Yeah. And trying to rewrite paragraphs as I read them. It's like 100 hertz processing in a TV that's not true 100 hertz. Yeah. I'm trying to fill the gap. It's just like... Argh! I was like, is this set in America? Are these are British idioms. Like the, the weird thing is, like, also, that book is based on fan fiction of the Twilight series, which is, again, a film yeah. about lecherous older men, monsters, in that metaphor, hunting and lusting after young women. And he again, follows a girl home, fucking... says he's going to kill her, sits in her bedroom watching oh, her sleep. Just the whole like, thing. Like, I would get and, arrested for that. You know you, you know what scares me the most? is When you talk to people about things like Fifty Shades of Grey, they'll just be like, oh, it's a really good story, though. They're in love. They're not in love. That's mm. not love. If that's love to you, then you're wrong. And they're like, oh, Christian Grey's this handsome guy. If a handsome guy punches you in the face, it doesn't mean you're meant to fucking take it. No, that's, that's why it. Donkey Punch didn't work, wasn't it? Because it was quite oh. an ugly guy who punched the girl in the face. 
Just the whole fucking thing. It's just batshit insane. <laughs> the world is so fucking broken at this point. It's just hard to really determine what the fault is. But, I mean, when it comes to the Hunger Games, it's very bland. It's just very bland. And you get those little shining performances. Like, Julianne Moore is such an attractive woman, and they do everything they can to make Katniss Everdeen ugly in this film. They smear her with filth. They throw her into ugly clothes, Sweet. ugly environments. They just Everything's made to make her look less attractive, and it works. Because every time I saw Julianne Moore, I could almost fucking masturbate right in this cinema. I was like, look at that shining beaking. Should have gone opening in week, man. Should have. Um, Should have gone later. In general, in general, <laughs> the film it has these tiny glimpses of hope, and uh, I fucking hate the fact they've had to split into two films. Just making it. To yeah, everyone says it. it didn't need it. It just doesn't. There's like it's the accordion effect again. It's much like the Hobbit. It feels like yeah. they've inserted drama and situations that don't need to be there. Um, but in general, like I wouldn't recommend this. Part two is probably going to be the more complete experience. You'll know that Peter's been brainwashed and he's been away. They could just have like a five minute recap and get you up to date on this film. Isn't there a whole war that's supposed to happen? There's meant to be a whole war. Yeah. There's like one battle scene in this where they go and there's like an ending scene which is essentially just the Godzilla Halo drop. Yeah. And there's not even any action in that scene. The cameras just go off. There's one one action scene in the whole film. No, there's two, but she just yeah. shoots a plane out of the sky. It's not really there's not anything meaty there, it's just nothing that I'd recommend. Uh, I mean, part two is probably going to be. Like, I reckon part two will probably be a phenomenal film, and they've done it purposely like that to fuck us over and get more money. Mm. And that's just what marketing companies do. But I, I wouldn't recommend this if I was. If I was to say this is anything, this is this is Catherine Heigl. Okay, you you go in, you expect a rom com, and then you just end up getting this vapid piece of smoke, and you're not even getting what you expected to go in for. There's you no feel action, a little bit there's sick. no emotion. I mean, Catherine Heigl's an attractive woman, so she draws you in with that appeal, and then you watch, and you're just like, oh god. Oh god, I'd rather be blind and deaf at this point in time. <laughs> was she the one who keeps having unwanted pregnancies in films? Who gives a shit? Forty, what was it? The forgetting... Oh yeah, that's that's how Knocked you exemplify up. womanhood. No, fuck off, you stupid sexist pricks. But um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend Mockingjay or whatever it is. Part uh, Hunger Games, part hundred, fucking episode six. I don't give a shit. Just that's <laughs> Catherine Heigl all over. Right. What was the other thing I was going to do? Oh, let's do Gems of War. What? Gems of War. Okay, I don't know anything about it. It's a free to play. IOS and and it's right. coming to Android soon. Like one of those free play games. It's basically Puzzle Quest. Okay. And I did a video of it the other day while I'm playing it, and it's got the usual things that I hate, like the ninety nine dollar friggin' diamonds you can buy because that's to be a premium <laughs> yeah. currency. Do you watch you watch Game Grumps, don't you? Yeah. Did you do, did you see the one where they did the Amazing Island one? No. And they had to get it. Amazing call, World. That was it. And they had yeah. to call his dad to get the password because they forgot the password immediately. And then and then because you have to put your parents' finger on his Steam, he bought a hundred dollars worth of the, the currency in game. <laughs> and he was actually email his dad. <laughs> That's what he kept saying. He was like, "My dad is going to get an email about me spending a hundred dollars." Because when you start bucks. the game, um, you have to put in your parents' email address. <laughs> That's it says, it, yeah. yeah. And they wouldn't let him have yeah because I've done a video of Amazing World months ago. <laughs> like, cause, I'm gonna have to watch it because <laughs> if you pay for one of the premium things, you can get a Ziggy Stardust Zing, like they're called Zings, the teddy bear. So you can get one that's got like the red lightning streak Did you on pay its face. No, good, but I was tempted to. No, <laughs> but anyway, Gems of War has got all that typical free to play stuff now. When I did the video, I was kind of being a bit harsh on it because it is very much a puzzle quest claim. Don't ever retract like, your statements. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. After playing it for a bit, I said about the... It's got the whole, you know, the whole tax in your game time. Yeah. You know when you have, like, a certain amount of energy that you can play for? You can... It's going to... You're going to hear anyway. You can open the can. But, you know how they always do something in free-to-play games where it's like, oh, you can play this many games and then you have to wait for your energy to respawn or whatever bullshit like that. That Marvel Heroes game. Yeah. Marvel Hero... No, not Marvel Heroes. Marvel Puzzle Quest. What's the card game? Oh, the card game. Oh, Marvel Super Heroes, yeah. Yeah. Um... This one's got like you get a certain amount of money, and each game you play costs. So far, I've found it seems to go up by ten gold each time. 
you get about 500 something gold from each region you control. Okay. So you get a fair bit, and every day you log in, you get 200. If you keep logging in day after day, you get a bit more. So I've realised after a few days of playing it, it's actually pretty difficult to run out of money before you just get bored of playing for that session anyway. Is it aimed at kids? It's kind of, no, it's just a straightforward puzzle. It's very much puzzle quest. It is very, very puzzle quest. That's level. a really weird business structure. Isn't yeah, it? but the gold on it is like you don't really run out of it that easily. Your average game, you'll probably earn about a third of it back anyway from each round, and if you match four gems, you get a little bit of gold back each time anyway. Oh, cool. So it does have a system in place where you could potentially run out of the gold you've got, but it would take a lot of work to do it. What would you actually spend the gold on? Just the, gameplay. Just gameplay, yeah, playing time. There is something else you can buy, I think, custom parts for your character, costumes and stuff. Aesthetic show. Yeah, but um, that should be what you charge the premium for, rather than... Because the, the diamonds in it are for getting cards and things like that. And, what do the cards do? Um, you Basically, this is this is the thing that makes it a little bit different to Puzzle Quest, which I quite like. You know in Puzzle Quest, you have different magic spells, and yeah. if you match red gems, the red magic gets built up or something. Okay, yeah. The way this works, you have a series of cards, which are your teammate characters. Yeah. So you have a squad of four characters. Um, you can also, every time you unlock a new region, you get a banner, and each banner for each region changes what bonus stats certain cards will have. Okay. Because each card is associated with a certain region. Yeah. But this is what's really cool, which I discovered as like I was magic playing. Magic the Gathering, kind of. Yeah. But as I was playing on, I started noticing something really cool, is that the way the magic works, instead of going to every red... Instead of just filling up a red mana bar and you spend that magic on the spell, yeah. it goes to... Let's say you've got two characters who use red magic. Yeah. It will go to the one who's on top first before it goes to the second one. So you can stagger your cards and you have to start thinking about what order they're going to get magic in. So if you've got one that some characters can accept two types of magic to fill their bar up. Okay. So if you've got them, you know that you can put them further down and rely on their second colour to build it up. Yeah. But the like, like one way I've structured it is I've got a character three spaces down who, whenever his magic fills up, he can boost his attack and defence. So if my main card goes as your main attacker, because the others never have as much attack as your main card, yeah. if he goes, I've got one buffer in between him that I can use to buff to gradually... Build so him you, up stronger. So you like put them in reserve and then charge yeah. the spells and then bring them out for the next Well, game. by the time that second one's been killed, my yeah. third guy's doing like 11 damage per hit and he's got like way more health than anyone else. I get it. And my third guy on the list can um, like give you two attack and two defense. Okay. Um, I've basically... It works a little bit of extra strategy to it that's not in Puzzle Quest. The only thing I have noticed though, the game is so blatantly chucking like the good stuff towards the computer characters. Um <laughs> Every time, and I'm not I'm seeing every single time I fill the grid and it's rearranged, it's set it up so the other player can either get a four gem or it can match an attack skull. Okay. And it uses skulls to attack, which still bugs me. This is the thing that makes it say it's really ripping off puzzle quest, is because in like logically, if you're gonna attack an enemy, swords would be the logical thing that you would attack with. Yeah. But you always attack using skulls. That was a puzzle quest thing. Yeah. And this uses skulls to attack with. You match the skulls and you do attack. So it's a pretty blatant really. Yeah. It's practically identical. Um, I actually think a lot of the artwork from the cards has been traced over from somewhere else as well. Some of it looks really familiar. Okay. Um, and when you win well, the is, game, is, is it like the um, is it like the um, Studio Ghibli style art? No, no, it's all very Magic: The Gathering, World of Warcraft. See, that's what I'm thinking. Because you know, um, what was the Studio Ghibli film? The one with the gods, the Earth gods and shit. Um, not Princess Monarchy or whatever it was. Uh, Earth Gods. Which one? Yeah, it was like one of their first films, like one of the first big ones. Nausicaa. That was all bugs. And there's um, Laputa, the castle in the sky, but they don't really have gods or anything in it. No, no it's like, it's, I remember distinctly the image that I remember from the film is like a giant dragon made of Earth. Pff, no idea. <laughs> no. Lost it. But um, 
this game, despite being a massive puzzle quest clone and being having full of the typical free-to-play stuff, the fact it isn't taxing your time too badly that you can keep playing it, <laughs> it means you can actually play the frigging game. The more regions you unlock, the more gold you get. So yeah. you're going to be, I mean, every single day, you just, you're banking on. you'll get like 500 and some gold from each of them, plus whatever you're starting. So the more you, further you get, the less likely you are to ever run out of gold. Yeah. So it ends up being a game that's like actually quite a decent puzzle quest game. It's a better puzzle quest game than frigging... Um, Puzzle Quest Galactrix and Puzzle Quest Two. Yeah, but like, see, the problem is that like you could say that like Tetris clones are better than Tetris because the first Tetris was the best one. But what they do with Tetris is a bit weird. They've got an investment going on with them, haven't they? Every Tetris game has to have the functions that were in previous Tetris games. Really? If they think they were worthwhile, they have to include them in the next Tetris game. Which is why online play is always there now. Which is why you always get Cascade mode because they have to be there. But um, yeah, it's actually quite a decent game. I'm quite enjoying it now that I've played a bit more of it. So um, start off, you're a bit trepidatious because of all the gold and the currency. And, and the shit. fact it's a complete clone. Because uh, I would love it if someone would make some original games on iOS, but I know that no people want to make original games on iOS now because the moment they do, some other guy rips it off a week later, offers it for free, and makes money off the advertising. Yeah. Look at Flappy Bird, man. Well, that Fucking... guy made millions. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, no, I see what you mean. But yeah, it's it's all right, but it's just the same old thing. But it is actually a better Puzzle Quest game than most Puzzle Quest games are now. Yeah. For the same thing, it does have all that same like you do an attack and it's like outstanding. Yeah. Like, so this is just a free to play game on Steam. Yeah, it's on Steam, it's on iOS, and it's coming to Android. Okay. I mean, is there anything like that you would recommend over this that's free on Steam? Uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest. Once you can get over the opening part of it. Okay. Similar thing, but really most most of those puzzle free to play puzzle games on Steam aren't particularly great. No. There's a lot of tripe on there. In, a, in an interesting segue, what we should do is, because you've played a lot of the free-to-play games, you've done the videos, Yeah. is there anything that stands out to you that maybe it is in a different genre that you would recommend from Steam? Uh, oh, Infinity Wars is really good. It's a card game. Uh, okay. Like, sort of think somewhere between Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Hearthstone. It's got a lot of elements of each. Okay. But um, one thing that makes it unique is all the cards are animated, which is quite a nice touch. And one thing that also makes it unique, you can buy Star Trek cards. It's set in a sci-fi future, but you can get Klingons. Nice. But um, yeah, when you play a card, they all like animate and do their oh, thing. Oh, cool. That's really cool. But um, it, the gameplay mechanics on it are really nice. It's would, nicely balanced. And... Would that require more of a time investment than, say, Puzzle Quest? Or is that a similar sort of investment? To... A similar investment, yeah. yeah like the, okay. the, when you play through the first few parts of the game a single player, you should play through the single player first because it will get you all the cards that will make you a deck that can at least start to challenge other players. Okay. But um, Infinity Wars is quite decent. I've quite liked it. What yeah, I played so far. So, I did a video of that as well. Yeah, you'd recommend you'd recommend <clears throat> Puzzle Quest if you're looking for a puzzle game, but Infinity Wars if you're looking for something yeah. more for your time. Yeah, most because the thing is, most free to play games on Steam, like it's either some fucking zombie thing, yeah, another zombie survival game, some obscure Korean MMO that's barely made to work on a friggin' UK. It's not translated PC. well, but yeah. it's there. What's that one I played? I played one that had like a friggin' two hundred fifty pound friggin' mount you could buy. Like at least they translated the money over to pounds. Um, Do you think it was yen before? No, you know, no. Korea, it's uh, what are these in Korea? The bar- no, Bart's Thailand, isn't it? I don't know. But um, yeah, there's loads of the same stuff on there. And the, I tell you one thing that's quite good. There's a few visual novels that are free on there. If you're into visual novels, there's a new one released this week. I think it's called Endless Summer. But that's one of those hentai things. Well, Did you see my speed hentai? run? Hentai. Yeah, they love hentai visual novels. Loads of them are the ones so that it's make just it like over here. Octopus having sex with women. not necessarily octopuses. Don't have to. It doesn't Kifubi have to have to be hentai. Shit, like. That would be most nineteenth century hentai. But um, Jesus, 
But no, did you see my speed run of Rising Angels Reborn? No, I didn't. I didn't watch it. People I, need to watch my speed run of Rising Angels Reborn. Advertise it here that we're going to have a whole fifteen people listening to this. Yeah, people. Some people have watched it. I really, I worked really hard on that, and I just kind of, um, I was tapping away on the mouse to click for everything <laughs> on it. I did it in eleven minutes, eighteen seconds. I, uh, um, but I, I find sort of visual novels in general insufferable. I yeah, remember, they are. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you've ever, if you ever saw this, but there was a there was like a translation of the Silent Hill visual novel uh-huh. novel. And um, it was it was a new the new Silent Hill adventure was the way it was advertised in Japan, like Japan and China and stuff like that. And when it came over, it was just Silent Hill one retold. <laughs> and I was just like, I was I was like, this is just a waste of time. Was why did I wait for this? And it was quite upsetting. <laughs> but yeah, I did that video and I was like um, tapping away on the thing. I was hoping that the sound of me tapping would be going constantly for the whole thing. But <laughs> like it didn't. The soundtrack. Yeah, because um, I really wanted to annoy people who were fans of visual novels because. Pretty much standard in all visual novels. You hold down spacebar and it will just cycle through all the text but instantly. If you're a fan of visual novels, would you not just be playing it as opposed to reading? Yeah, you meant to read them, aren't you? But I wanted to do a speed one for it. Yeah. So. But How long if is you it hold then, them, if it's eleven minutes. It took me eleven minutes to tap through the entire thing. Shit, that's got to be a lot of reading. Yeah, yeah, I did quite well. But if you held down space, it would have done it in about half the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to annoy people. Nice. But yeah, um, what was I talking about? Gems of War. Yeah, it's all right. Um, let's say, what's a good number? Um, I don't know. Minus seventy-eight. Okay, and what would you recommend Infinity Wars? Um, I don't know, I don't really give numbers, do I? 28. And is that a solid score? Is that something that you'd recommend? Who knows, that could be just a number. It's a decent game. Yeah. It's worth a try. Okay. It's always been updated as well. I think it's still in early access. Oh, cool. cool. Hearthstone's really good if you want something that will, um, you know... Hearthstone's very, very visually appealing. Yeah, I, I, I run it in 2K on my 1080p t- yeah. No I idea why. Laptop. Love it on my laptop. Yeah. Um, I had it on the iPad for a little while before I got reminded. I like it when the dwarf goes, Gina! I have the sound on. Oh, you got the music on. So you've you've got got to I, um, I have a little bit of chagrin against soundtracks for films and games and stuff like that. Well, films, it's, it's less this, but my friend finds it really weird. But I play um, I play games without music on, or without the talk. I just have the subtitles and listen to music. I used to play World of Warcraft with um, friggin' Sigur Ross playing in the background, man. That's World of Warcraft is pretty fucking terrible when it comes to the sound. It's just Music's like, nice in World of Warcraft. Nah, I love going into the taverns. Different regions of different music in the taverns. I like that. Um, okay. <laughs> so is it my go? Yeah, sure, why not? I am going to get passionate about this one. Snowpiercer. That's my thing. I know, right? Like We're both going to talk about Snowpiercer. Oh, bollocks. Um, I, do you want me to do the outline and then you can and then you can frame your opinion? Snowpiercer is good. <laughs> it's a film that for some reason has still not been released over here I watched it on the US Netflix I didn't break the law <laughs> yeah. breaking the law we're doing that again I'm watching stop. the dark <laughs> um, but no Snowpiercer is a fucking amazing film man I wouldn't say it's amazing it's I have my issues with it but I, I really really like it I like that it's a very brave film yeah and every single stage of the film, like every, I, I don't want to say how long it would be each part would be, but um, there's a conscious effort for each part of it to be shot differently. There's a sense of progression, yeah. which is nice. Every action scene's different. It has batshit insane visuals. Yeah, very, very Like when they go into that frigging track and there's all the guards there with the mask over their eyes. You missed the biggest part. The biggest visual, um, the biggest bit of visual insanity for me was the um, the bullets. There's a train makes oh, its yeah, turn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cracking then, through the one foot thick glass. Because like. it's my review, I'm going to do the plot outline and then we'll, we'll talk about mm. it in a little bit more detail. Um, so Snowpiercer is the story of a large... Well, it's a dystopian future. Everything's gone wrong. Mm. Um, the world has been plunged into a new ice age and the only place that humanity has been able to live, some say thrive, is a train that is perpetually moving around the world. 
Um, this train makes it so that the um, so that the residents are warm. You know, they're safe. There's food. There's resources, and they they have ways of you know controlling the populace, but at the same time, keeping them alive. Um, this train is constantly constantly going, and there's there's a hierarchy, and the hierarchy relates to the train cabooses. Mm. Are they cabooses? Yeah. Right. Cars. Cars, train cars, that's yeah. a better word. I said caboose, first thing I thought of. Always thinking of ourselves. Um, <laughs> the train cabooses, um, as you go along, they equate to levels in a video game, would probably be the most literal translation that you could probably make in this. Yeah. So the, the, the arse end of the train is where the poorer residents live. Now, when I say poor, I mean shanty town, USA. This is a fucking hellhole to live. You've got bunk beds, so sex is probably a little bit of a public affair. You've got um, lack of food, so these protein blocks that are just like jelly. Yeah. Don't reveal what that is. We're not going to do that because people need. There's people it was in the people, UK. People, wasn't it? No, it's not soil and green. Oh. There are people in the UK that Spoilers. haven't seen this film. Yeah. The soil and green. Uh, yeah. John Heston's rolling in his grave to that one. Yeah. Um, is he dead yet? Yeah, he's dead. Thank God. Someone got that rifle out of his hands. What? Um, they literally clipped like. Cold dead hands. Um, the apes didn't get. Um, so when it comes to the actual, when it, when it comes to train, so these people that are in the downtrodden environment, they finally they've had enough. Fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna uprise. So it's the story of these people led by none other than Captain America, Chris Evans. What You've you got Billy Billy Elliot. Yeah, Billy Elliot. Sir, Jamie yeah. Jamie. What's his name? Eastern. No, who played Billy Elliot? Fuck. Jamie, Jamie Bell. Bell, yeah, yeah. Jamie Bell. You've got John Hurt is the leader of the resistance. Can you've you got... link that film in two moves to Lars von Trier? Dun, 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 boom, 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 no, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking a little bit. Boom, boom, well, no, we're going to play this game now. We're going to get over the plot. Really, countdown. Jamie Bell and Alison Peel are both in the film. They both starred in Dear Wendy, which was written by Lars von Trier. Really? Because I like Dear Wendy. Dear Wendy's a fucking good film. It's a weird film. It's not. It's not fucking good. It's good. It's a weird film. It's a really hard watch. And it stars Stephen Stills and Mark Webber. from friggin' Addison Pill and Stephen Stills. You know the guy who was. Not, well, it doesn't star Stephen Stills, but it plays Mark. What's his face? Who was in? Played Stephen Stills in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Ah. Yeah. yeah. So Mark there's Webber, a link to Edgar yeah. Wright. Yeah, Mark Webber. He's okay, fucking so, good as well. So this train. Um, so these people are steadily going with the train. As I said, it's like a video game. So there's different bosses and, and leaders, and basically the rich are trying to keep the poor away from the front. And shock horror! Once they get to the front. There's this massive revelation that something is going on that's a little bit darker than appearances would first perceive. Okay? This whole thing, it's a bit of a weird film because it's, you know, at times there are moments where there's cliched dialogue, there's things that don't make quite the sense that they should in context. I don't necessarily of the film. think it's cliche, more statico because it's kind of written no, Korean, translated to English. There is some cliched as bullshit, but there's also that, some That's the way it moments. translates. It's like. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. It's the it's dialogue's very like, comic booky, statico. Yeah, yeah no, I, dialogue, I get it. yeah. But um, but it, it's a ride. It's a genuine ride. That's not even that's not even a cliche. Well, that it's is a cliche thing. It is, it is a ride. It's a bit of a, a bit of an experience. Um, it's based on a French a French comic. Yeah. And the whole thing it it has a I sense want to read of, that now. It has a sense of almost uh, French revolution. It's a similar sort of. Similar sort of themes. Yeah, it does a better job of translating the French Resolution than Assassin's Creed Unity does. Well, yeah, because that doesn't work. But that's besides the point. Um, when it comes to the actual story, I mean, Chris Evans goes heads and tails into this. And again, this is another film that makes a very pretty lead. He's a very attractive man. I'm not gay, but I'd probably stick him one. Um, but it has just a tip. Yeah, just a tip. <laughs> Gently. Are you um, going to pay for the dinner tonight? <coughs> you meant just, to say just, just a, a tip. tip. 
Just tip, I mean, Archer, brilliant. Um, but it makes it. It does a very good job of, of just going. All right, well, fuck it. This uh, this is one of GQ's world's sexiest men, or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Let's smear him in mud, chuck him a beard, and just. Do you hear what they had to do to try and make him look slimmer? Because he had to look like. Oh he yeah, because he was bulked up from Captain America. Yeah, wasn't he? they um, cut the sleeves off his jacket and stuff like that, and took the lining out of the coat oh, and really? all this, so it would hang tighter to his skin and That's things like that. They made his clothes a little bit smaller than they're supposed to be, but yeah. fucking. Chris Evans is a guy who years ago I would have happily written off thanks to not another team movie because that film's a you know what this is this is really but bad he's fucking amazing <laughs> he's great in that film um, I don't know if you've seen Puncture he's an, it's a yeah as you say earlier yeah, yeah. great I, film um, and also uh, as much as I fucking hate that film he is charming as balls in What's Your Number compared to he gives zero shits in that <laughs> I know compared to <laughs> I caught a bit of it on Anna TV Paris. and it's just like he's leaning back on the chair in this one scene <laughs> like, and I'm like he hasn't been directed to do that he's yeah, just doing it because he's, he's like, like I got Captain America money <laughs> I'm a detective oh yeah yeah whatever yeah <laughs> fine Tony's really good in that, um, in you know the film's terrible, but losers. He's the one saving grace in that film. Oh no, it's not called. Cool. Oh yeah, no, it's called the losers. Yeah, where they got that whole sequence where he breaks into the um, building School and he's like, no, it's like the business building. He gets to the top and he holds his fingers out and he's like taking. Yeah, and the oh, guy's yeah, yeah. yeah. No, actually, that's actually quite a good film. That's another film. I'd it's not a great film, but it's, a, I'd it's watchable. It it's, no, Jason Patrick, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you've got mm. Andrew Salberg. Jeffrey Dean got, Morgan's awesome. Jeffrey Dean Morgan needs to be more. But um, anyway, so Snowpiercer, yeah, it's, uh, I, I really recommend it. Because it, uh, if anything, it's going to be a curio. And the fact yeah. it hasn't been le- released in England makes it makes it slightly harder to and find. And yet we can get on a train. We can go to London, get on a train, go to France and buy it there. And it will play on our players. And it's in English. It's fucking insane. But yeah. it's a great film. It it's probably really costs us less than buying it when it gets released here as well. Probably. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a very good film. Um, I was surprised as well. I mean, it's got... Um, we said this earlier. We were talking about lines in the film. One of my favourite lines. And this is uttered by Captain America. Spoilers. I yeah, I, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to tell you the context of lines delivered in. I'm just going to say that it's fantastically done. Quivery voiced. The beard. The tears rolling down his eyes. The beads of sweat where he's just suffered. It, it must be like... And you find t- out what he's gone through before he effectively meets God. Yeah. <laughs> and he he simply utters the line, "Do you know how I know babies taste best?" Yeah. And that's fucking stunning. That's that's American. That is that's the symbol of America. That's Captain America. Yeah. Telling us he knows that babies taste best. That's fucking brilliant. If ever there was an actor to compare to this, it would be someone like Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, Moneyball. You take someone who's a who's a comedy actor most of the time. You put them into a into a, a film, or um, even Zero Dark Thirty. He's a bit more cocky in that. But um, take Moneyball, and he's a comedy actor, and he's not giving any comedic lines. Freaking Jonah Hill in Moneyball's really good. Jonah Hill annoys the Suddenly shit out of me. Suddenly became an actor though. He annoys the shit out of me because <laughs> he's a racist little fucking homophobic twat, mm. and he thinks that apologising is going to take away what he said. No, you. Even if you say something in anger, if it's directed at homosexuals, it's a fucking horrible thing to say. But everyone always forgets that Mickey Rourke funded the IRA, but whatever. Yeah, but Mickey Rourke also thought he was a boxer. I'm pretty sure Mickey Rourke's a write-off mentally at this point. In yeah. Time. Right, but anyway, your your digs on on Snowpiercer. Um, I think it's probably the best story of friggin' religion and themes and stuff that's been made for years. It's I can understand. I well, I don't understand why Mia Max didn't push it because push it because just on the cast alone. The cast would sell that film. Yeah, there's no way it wouldn't make its money back with the cast it's got. But who do you who do you advertise it for? Because you can't advertise it to women because it's not attractive. Chris Evans <laughs> you can't advertise it to fans. Oh god, Chris Evans dirty with a beard. Women love that. God, I'd grease him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got friggin' Tilda Swinton, 
who is still playing possibly one of the best. No, she wasn't. She was playing a man. No, she was the leader of the cut. She was Margaret Thatcher. It was originally written as, oh, a, man. as a man. Oh, well, whatever. But she's not in this film. Yeah, I think she is. She's not. She's, she's a woman in this film. Bloke. No, she's not. All right then. She's clearly not. All right, let you have it. But Tilda Swinton is quite possibly one of the best actresses around these days. Begin. I mean, she's weird and Constantine. <laughs> Constantine. Yeah, she played the angel, didn't she? Oh yeah. Yeah, but she was in um, what we need to talk about, Kevin. And that's pretty much an hour and a half of her crying. (laughs) That film is painful. Yeah. Not in a bad way. Yeah. It's like half Nelson. It's it's entertaining, very entertaining, but it's just painful. It's very hard to watch. Friggin', where's it going there? John Hurt, Olivia, um, Octavia Spencer. Friggin' in there. She's great now, actually, Octavia Spencer. That was her little boy. um, Whoever that little boy is, he's a good actor. That, um, you know, the woman in the yellow dress? Yeah. She was originally wanted Rebel Wilson to play her, but Alison um, Peel. no, no, Alison Peel was a school teacher, the yeah. pregnant one. He gets a knife in the throat. Yeah. Um, the woman in the yellow dress who takes the kids away, and she's at the end. She's like, "What's his face?" Is oh yeah, yeah. She's in a film, a Danish film called Lena. It's a really good film about a teenage girl who basically she's an overweight girl who falls in love with this guy, and he she moves in with him. Basically, her that guy and her father abuse the shit, and his father abuse the shit out of her, and but she stays with him because she thinks it's the only way she's going to get good love. It's a really dark film. But, Sounds um, delightful. Yeah, but she's brilliant in that film. But um, the cast is brilliant, like international cast level. It's got the guy from Friggin' First in it, for God's sake. Yeah. Like, yeah. And from the host. Park Chan Wook film, yeah, and host, yeah. And the girl's in the host as well. She was she a is. teenage she was girl the back young then. Girl, yeah. yeah. Host is good. It's directed but by the same why director. is there fireworks outside again? Is it the same director? I don't know. Yeah, same director, yeah. But um, Boon Jun Hong, uh, Boon Jong Ho directed um, the host. And Park Chan Wook. Uh, no, Park Chan Wook produced the film. He directed Old Boy and um, First. Yeah, so it's, it's a like high the same. Yeah, but that film, like, you want a story about a rebellion, and you want a story that's got thematic elements and about debauchery. Like Sodom and Gomorrah is directly before they get to God. Yeah, like there's that nightclub they go through with all the debauchery, and then all, they all come out and rebel against the guy protecting them. Question: Where did the rich people sleep? Oh, they had their own carts, didn't they? They had that rich cart they go through. There's not that many rich people on there. There's like there's there's basically they go through a couple of carts, don't they? Where it's all like little rooms, which is where everyone lives. Oh yeah, so they do. It's just like a yeah. traditional train car, there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because there's only, that train car's like what is it, fifty carts long or something like that? Yeah, it's a really long car, and there's only like the two that the um, poor people live in. because yeah. they're cramped in right at the end, and then there's like food processing for them. Mm. Um, the prison cells is three cells long, like because everyone's just chucked inside a drawer. Mm. But um, yeah, that. That film's like incredible. It's got a bit of a Dante's Inferno thing to it, where they're going through these like multiple levels of pain and suffering. And the problem is, I wouldn't even say that. debauchery, gluttony. You know, um, you know, Chris Evans. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil why I feel this or what he did previously to make it that he needed to atone for, but I don't feel he got redemption. No. And do you think maybe that's an ambiguity they left in? But he kind so. of does save the, you know, no. the end of the film. No. Like him, him and what's his face are responsible for the last two surviving. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's sacrifice, but it's not on himself. Like, yeah. it's almost like I. I he was treat... considering taking over the train at that point as well, yeah. wasn't he? I um. I mean, about the ending, I'm not going to say what happens again, but I would say that that um, it's almost got the effect of <laughs> the effect of the time up until the ending has a very distinct point at the beginning, which is when he's talking to John Hurt and he's his past is discussed. That point in his past. <laughs> I think that where he got to at the end, it wasn't him sacrificing himself. He was literally in purgatory. 
the time oh, yeah, in between yeah. there. And it's almost like it, that's where it's like an ethereal plane that he's travelling. That's what I say the Dante's Inferno thing. He's travelling through hell and eventually trying to claim his way back to heaven. So I wouldn't even say it was hell. That's the thing. It's not quite extreme. He's enough. digging his way out of hell. Yeah. I'd say almost he was he was meeting the gatekeepers between worlds. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but no. I, I Great film. Friggin' excellent. Like, um, I would give that... Um, I would give that... You've got to think of an actor. I'm giving it all the numbers. You're just going to give it all the numbers? Yeah. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. It's a pretty film. Lofty reward. It's a ch- it's, no, it's a pretty film, and if you give it a chance, it will surprise you. Hmm. It's, it's I would hate fun. to see what the edited version was that Miramax wanted to release. Because they were going to cut the 20 minutes from it. I guarantee the Half 20... Half an hour additional hmm. footage. Two hours, 45 minutes long originally. Yeah, well, the... Um... The version they released was two hours long, but I guarantee they would have cut out the like a bunch of stuff. Oh, they wouldn't. Have I bet they would have line. cut it down to a PG thirteen. They as would well. have got, got rid of my favourite line. Yeah, immediately. That'd be the first thing to go. Yeah. But anyway, your turn. Was it? Because Snowpiercer was mine as well. Yeah. So you take another go. Oh fuck's sake! Well, that's three of my things gone, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I've I've only got one. All oh, right. Okay. So what's my last thing? Is Elite Dangerous? How is it? Um, I'm loving it so far. I played a bit more of it when the servers were up. Let's let's approach <laughs> this as if no one knows what the fuck Elite Dangerous is. Okay, like me. Um, if what you want... type of game is it? <laughs> right, Elite is basically Han Solo in space. But what type of game? You're f- taking your spaceship through space and you do whatever the fuck you want. Like you've got what an Eve? entire galaxy to travel around. Yeah, but not so built around like you can never catch up with anyone. It's all about doing what you want to do. But I'm playing it as a um, as like a transporter of goods. Okay. So that's how like I'm playing Jason it. I'm the delivery guy. Yeah, I'm the transporter. Do you know it's a TV series, The Transport? Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I saw a bit of it. Oh. It's got freaking Working Man by Rush as a theme tune. <laughs> yes, it does. But anyway, um, the idea in Elite is you've literally got an entire galaxy to go around. Yeah. Um, the original Elite was made on the BBC Micro. It's a fucking miracle of a game. Like it, it was a procedurally, procedurally generated galaxy. Like a robot. And David Braben practically invented procedural generation. Who's David Braben? For the this? guy who created Elite. He's the lead. He made it when he was in college, in at university. He made the original Elite. So just to make a comparable point, where was it that Elite Dangerous started? What? When back when was it like a like a wireframe style? Space? The original Elite was wireframe. Okay. Had the basics in. Um, there used to be. There's a very famous image that you always see when you associate with Elite was a space station going towards. It. It's kind of like a. It's like a cube that's kind of also a bit hexagonal. It's really hard to describe. It looks like a cube from some angles. Looks like a hexagon from other. The way it's angled. Okay. With different shapes. Um, I actually found that space station last night in the game. <laughs> I went to it. Boom Station. It's the one from the original game. Okay. Um, one of the key things in the original game that people always remember is when you fly up to a space station, you have to rotate with it because the space station is rotating through space to yeah, maintain its gravity on the inside. So you have to go in with it. It's a bit easier to do in this than it was in the old one because you can kind of control your speed a bit better. But um, it's fucking gorgeous. The way you travel into a space station and suddenly you go through the shields on the front and you can see the entire interior and all these ships flying around and stuff like going the, on. The shield is also the eco. Yeah. The, the only thing I'd like to see on the inside is people walking around. But they've said they might chuck that in if they get the time to do that. But you basically, you can play it as a pirate if you want and go off and just yeah. rob other planes. Um, you're meant to play it online against other players. I'm only playing on my own solo because I want to get a proper grip on the game before I do that. So I don't want to be destroyed instantly and have to buy a new ship. Um, but um, yeah. Is it permadeath for your ship as well? I think so, yeah. I think when your ship gets blown up, that's it. Okay. I've not lost it yet. I've managed to avoid... Like, I've been... Attacked every delivery I've made so far. You would um, think it's like it's going to have that bandit yeah, structure. You're firing at like um, when you're going between the star system, you travel at subluminal speeds, but you're going like 
thousands of kilometers an hour and all this yeah. sort of stuff. Um, but they'll attack you and they'll try to knock you out of your subluminal velocity, and that will cause you to be more um, well exposed. You don't know when it, you'll basically get knocked, and when they come out, they can attack you. Okay. But you have like an escape vector that's flying around, and you have to try and keep the nose of your craft pointing towards it so you can escape from what they're trying to. So when it comes to the control scheme, like how are you controlling this? So I'm guessing the mouse, it's like for, keyboard mouse, yeah. So it's like a there first, is a controller scheme, but I can't get the control to work as soon as I go into the game. Okay, so I assume it's like a first-person shooter style. Control. Yeah, it's first person. It's in a cockpit view. Um, have you seen Star Citizen? That other one they've been, someone's been doing. It's very similar to that. I read a thing about someone making pets for that, and I just completely <laughs> no. zoned out. You've got to remember space games. I'm just No Man's Sky is like. No Man's Sky is effectively someone who's played Elite as a kid and they've gone, this is what I want to make. Oh, right, so you can, like, the planet hopping thing is something that's yeah, not Yeah, you in can't the go to planets in the league. Okay. But he's done procedurally generated space based combat thing. Okay. But, um. I saw a Diplosaur. Is that what they're called? In the in the video for No Man's Sky? I just yeah, wanted yeah. to be there. Yeah. The fact they come from Guildford as well is a good shout. Yeah, like, I good, keep looking for them to have jobs. I keep job, saying, that's... do you want a QA job, man? Like, yeah. <laughs> they got flooded. I remember when they got flooded last yeah, year in gonna, December. Like, they were they were taking donations for help to get themselves up. I was like, yeah. I was thinking to myself, maybe I should give them my PC, they'll give me a job. <laughs> but uh, um, I'm liking Elite Dangerous. It's got a very steep learning curve because the tutorial is a bit of a mess and one stage of the tutorial freezes, goes into a technical hang. Is that under the intention that you've played the previous ones? If you Well, they don't tell you the control of the buttons. They tell oh. you to do certain things and they don't tell you what the buttons are. Like At one point it tells you to look at your um, contacts panel, which it doesn't tell you at any point you have to press 1 for, but then you go into certain other tutorials and it's like press you to bring up your guns. Okay. Um, but when you actually go into the main game... Hmm. And you start off, well, the first time you go to take off, it makes you go through a flight check of all your systems. So it makes you hold down the f- um, forward button, the throttle, the accelerate, the tilt curve. So it logs in your mind with the context of the game, like saying you're doing your initial flight check, what the control scheme is yeah. right from the start, the basic control scheme. There's much more complex control schemes. You can manage your um, power and all this sort of oh, stuff. You can do like the hotkey shit along the top and have all like, your different resources. Yeah, you can do stuff all. like um, put, put energy out of your power to your shields. Okay. Um, beautifully designed HUD on it like it's got one of those 3D map things going on where you're in the middle curse and you'll see a line dropping down to how high or low the other character is above or below you okay. so you can fly around and all this um, one nice thing on the your throttle there's a little blue patch on the throttle and if you get your throttle into that blue patch that'll be your optimum turning speed okay. so when you go into combat you know you can drop it to there and you'll be able to get your best turning so it's designed for idiots like me to play eventually but, no it's a nice little touch but it never told me that at any point I figured it out because I stumbled across a tutorial video. It's essentially giving you a racing line in a yeah. space sim. I think if the game makes it more accessible for beginners, because it's one of those ones where they, are, it's all very well saying you want to learn stuff as you go along. You don't have to tell everyone everything, but you need to give them enough to feel like they're confident enough to start playing. Like I don't mind that it doesn't tell me the hotkeys and how to divert power and stuff like that, because that's getting into macro management, mm. and that's something that... You really need to that comes later, yourself. Once you've got used to the yeah. environments and but stuff. When I struggled to figure, you watch my video and I'm trying to land a bloody thing. It never told me that you had to be facing a certain direction to land. Okay. I figured out how to get the landing gear down eventually and how to line up and slowly drop. It never told me how to come to a full stop. There's a if you press X, it puts you to a full stop. Yeah. Um, one thing that's really cool that I quite liked is you can come to a full stop when you look at your control panel. If you nudge your mouse, you're just gonna start spinning while you're looking at your control panel because <laughs> your ship's still under control when you're looking at that. <laughs> Um, it's designed for Oculus Rift as well. If you've got an Oculus Rift, you can look left and right. Development kit for £150 from the Oculus Rift website. Yeah, nice. If you can send this one, guys. 
Yeah, That'd yeah. Awesome. I'll happily have a migraine for you. Yeah, I would <laughs> be more than happy to have several nosebleeds in the name of trying to play this game. Yeah, but um, it's gorgeous. It's getting released fully on December sixteenth. I don't know if it's going to be. That's a short amount of time. Do you think yeah. they've got any time to fix any of the issues that you've already said are prevalent? I don't think it'll take much chucking all these prompts and fix no, that. No, it's just like a little box, isn't it? Yeah, it really just needs to tell you how to play the game. I think we should probably post this as yeah. soon as possible and send it to them. Well, I've, I've linked in my video. Oh, okay. Um, we'll link them to this as well. Just be like, look, guys. But it could really do with um, a more welcoming introduction. I'm not quite sure why it needs to be online. It's an online-only single player. When you play single player, yeah, you still have to be online. Um, I think a lot of that is down to um, a lot of companies worrying about... Yeah, it's all them trying to do their own DRM and everything, isn't it? Yeah, it's trying but to But they say you need it in the game. But the game isn't procedurally generated in the way that the worlds aren't already there. It wouldn't knows it nice, where they are. Wouldn't it be nice to think, though, that in this vastness of space that you have available to you in the game, if someone's to, say, blow up a shop or a space station, hmm. that would update in your game and make it just a little bit more difficult or make it so that there's debris fields and shit like that. <laughs> Imagine if that was the case, because... Because that's the kind of that's the kind of user-generated yeah. content that you could. Because that's an ever-changing environment. That'd be great. Because yeah. just it gives you a new story. But it's not like what No Man's Sky is doing, which is where the space in No Man's Sky isn't populated yet. When the first player goes in, based on various things, algorithms and stuff, it will generate a world that they'll start on. Yeah. And every player that starts starts in their own world, and it'll be placed somewhere in the galaxy. And when they go online, it starts spreading that out to the other players. So when you meet someone and they've got their cartography, you'll see what things they've matched and all this. And like the world's not populated until players have spawned. See, I was thinking about that the other day because I'm really interested in No Man's Sky. I feel like it's a brilliant concept. This is like this would be yeah. my elite because elite sounds like to me. I'm not good at space sims. I don't like flight. Elite's more of a sim like, for sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into that stuff. But when it comes to going on a planet exploring, as I previously mentioned before, I have short man syndrome in games. <laughs> So as soon as you get to a planet, you see like some giant yeti monster that's in front of you, and you're like, "All right, what have I got?" Throw your gun. Six shooter. <laughs> got six shots. Let's do this, and then just like go at it as if it's like something I can easily take down. I love that. Yeah. And I'd love to think that these worlds that they place you on will be according to your um, your character. Yeah. So if you're a rogue, you you you're on a planet where stealth means you li- you live. So there's like an environment that's quite deadly, but you learn the ropes of how to survive these environments by living on that planet, and then it gives you a tutorial based on your style hmm. on that planet. That'd be awesome because you can imagine that. I think you means... play it however you want, though. In no oh, really? Story, so there's you? no like, there's no. I don't think there's going to be a class system. Oh. I think it's going to be you define how fine, you're going to be. But I mean, if they ever introduced a class system, feel free to yeah. credit me with this decision. But you could make it so it was like, um, do you know? Have you seen the Princess Bride? No, it's the one film that everyone keeps saying I need oh. to watch at some point. There's a forest. I'll get it one in, day. in the forest, I'm not going to give you the acronyms for the the different things in the forest, but there's there's like flame bogs, mm. and there's these giant rodents that attack people. And once the, he's walking her through it, and he's like, well, we seem to have the quicksand down. The fire bogs make a clicking sound before they go off. And the giant rats, well, we just need to stab them. <laughs> and it's basically like, imagine if, if you were raised in that environment, how you would turn out, and those are the skills that you'd use to search these other planets. And I think that'd be yeah. awesome. I think that'd be really cool. But yeah, I'm I'm just liking what I've played in No Man of Elite yeah. Dangerous so far. I keep taking my no time. I feel bad. I keep talking too much. <laughs> but no, it's a it's a damn tough game to get into, but mm. looks gorgeous. Um, I had to run away from a dogfight the other day because the ship that was attacking me was way too outclassing me. I couldn't even get through his shields. See, this is why short man syndrome doesn't work yeah. in these games. No, but you can jump. You can do a jump when you try to jump. If you're in combat, it takes a lot longer. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's. 
it's properly good. Like the the space is a bit ridiculous. It matters the the hugeness of the galaxy. If you don't mind me asking, what tier did you enter into on Kickstarter? How confident were you? Um, I chucked twenty five quid on it, so I got um, to reserve my commander name, Commander Space Monkey, and um, I got five hundred credits to start with. Which obviously at the time I was like, I don't know how much that's actually worth. Is it not? No, no. And the first mission I did gave me two thousand nine hundred. <laughs> so yeah, it was worth nothing. All I could buy was like a um, a monocle. Like I could, an Eve. <laughs> I could buy a thing that I chucked onto my ship, but it got rid of my cargo hold space, so I couldn't carry anything, so I instantly swapped that back. <laughs> Sold it for less um, You could buy star charts, which is quite cool. So once you bought star charts, you'll know oh, where they are, yeah, and you like... can travel to other um, systems. That's I haven't cool. done that yet, because no. I haven't done hyperspace. Hyperspace is a bit more like you're going to spread out to different areas, and I want to kind of... It's more like Lost in Space, sorry, mate. Yeah, I'm quite happy living in my sector right now. But you'll go to Space Station. The Space Station I went to last night had no missions I could do there. You wander around. No, no, you can't get out your ship. It's all like it's not like fantasy. You dock, you go in, and you bring up a terminal for the for the thing. You go to the black market. When you go to the black market, it has a thing saying, "Yes, I would like to buy illegal goods." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Elite Dangerous is good so far. Let's give yeah. it a twelve point six. Twelve point six. Yeah. Okay. What's no. your last thing? My last thing. Oh, this is exciting for me. This yeah. is. I've actually. Oh shit! I just realised I've got two things left. But that's fine. I can. I can drop one. Yeah. No. It's what fine. have you reviewed so far? I've. I've got. I haven't done Dragon Age. I thought I'd done Dragon mm. Age already. Um. I've got Dragon Age and I've got Castlevania, but I'm going to do Dragon Age because it's current and that'll Yeah. Do Dragon news. Age. Um. So I've got Dragon Age Inquisition. I am going to admit right now, I never played Dragon Age One, Two, or <laughs> Origins. Yeah. Never played Origins. Is the games. first one. Origins is the first. Yeah, one. which is breaking the rules, isn't it? Because you're meant to call your prequel Origins. Aren't I thought you? Origin. No, was... the first one's Dragon Age Origins. No, because Origins came out after Dragon Age. No, no, Dragon Age Origins is the first game. Oh, shit, all right. Yeah. Anyway, so I've got Dragon Age Inquisition on the Xbox One. Everybody knows here that I talk about Xbox One games because I am... The one person in the UK owns one. Yeah, I'm in an affluent area. I'll have what I want. <laughs> Gold-plated Xbox One. Of course I'll fucking own one. Um, yeah. But no, Dragon Age Origin. Um, well, uh, well, I mostly got this because my brother was interested in it. This is a really weird story because I wasn't interested in this whatsoever because I have tried to play Dragon Age. Yeah. Um, and it's not the most easy to get into game it's kind of boring as shit I thought the first one yeah that's the only one I played though I well, didn't play I, second I, I've only seen people play it my, my roommate yeah. Tom had it when I used to live at 127 and um, and it looked fantastical it looked like there was elves and wargs and whatever else there are in these fantasy games and people had bows and arrows and shit like that and after talking about Far Cry 3 and 4 you can probably assume that I started as an, a rogue archer hmm. mostly because I think I'm charming <laughs> and I like pointy sticks that fire from a bit of string um so I jumped into it and I just felt weak. I just felt weak and empowered. <laughs> it was really difficult. Um, I'm getting more and more into it. I find that, um, for lack of a better word, um, it's it's an expansive game. But yeah. it's so restrictive at the same time. <laughs> so you pick an area, you go there for the first time. I went to Hinterlands, which is the place everybody says you should go. Um, and I, you there's do, always a place called Hinterlands. There's always a place called Hinterlands. <laughs> Um, so you go there and you do all these little missions and they set up what you're going to be doing, like fetch quests, quests to find things, battle quests, you search for caves, you search for monuments, you search for shards, you search to close these rift gates that are a bit like Oblivion rift gates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those rift gates in Oblivion, man. That's the reason I stopped playing it. Um, <laughs> and, and the game's great. It, it gives you a grand sense of adventure, but it is, it's nothing like what, I, what it was marketed like, which is Skyrim. Well, I kind if, of always see it as being medieval Mass Effect. Which is what it is. Yeah, it's me- well, I say medieval Mass Effect. Mass Effect is Bioware the game. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> but here's the interesting thing. Of all my all my I don't play Mass Effect either. I never liked Mass Effect. I tried so hard to play them and I just couldn't get into it. A game that mocked Mass Effect quite well was Saints Row Four and I loved that. 
um, there was that great moment where you could just go up to anyone and go, "Hey, do you want to fuck?" And they just fuck each other. And I thought that was brilliant. There was even a Apart robot. From Keith even. David, which is Keith David. I um, I actually didn't pick. I picked um, Troy Baker. It's just Troy Baker. <laughs> I think that was a choice. It was just like, uh, oh, no, it was um, Nolan North. Oh, it was Nolan North. Yeah, you could have Nolan North. Yeah, I was just like, I'm Nolan North. That's who I picked. I thought that was great. I thought it was a nice little bit of uh, humour. Um, but as much as everything was going against it, expectation and everything else that I, I thought it might be, I'm kind of fucking in love with it. Yeah. Like, um, okay, so uh, after about uh, about four hours in the game, and this might be a long time, I'm not sure. Um, it's not very long. I realised <laughs> I could make my own shit. Like, you can find stuff to make your own gear. Hmm. So all of a sudden it became Minecraft. Because <laughs> I was going to finding iron, I was killing rabbits to skin them and take their leather, I was finding dragon stones to try and make my shit better. Are you sure four hours into the game you should be wasting your time on that? Holy shit, I hunted all the rabbits. I'm pretty you're sure never going to stop. It's going to get better. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's that's. I always like to do stuff early on. Um, and um, and I started. I just developed all those skills and I started like doing fights and going against people and the story started to unfold a little bit. I'm about, if I'm honest, I'm about 15 hours in now. Yeah. 15 hours in and um, and it's opening up more and more it's, it genuinely has the effect of it it's just steadily branching out to these different things um, now I'm not one of those people who bought GTA 5 again but because Christmas is coming up I have um, my brother um, I got him Dragon Age he's going to get me GTA 5 which is probably what's going to be the next game that I review on the podcast <laughs> in two weeks um, but when it comes to GTA 5 I've already played that and I didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to we spoke about this before playing as Trevor that yeah. was what people wanted to do. With Dragon Age, there was no expectation of who to play as. There was no, and it didn't guide me. It didn't help me. Like there's this race of things that are just like these are forsaken. Well, it's not a game like, where you're playing preset characters. You're playing. No, you make your own your character. character. Yeah. Didn't realize I could rename my character. Can you? So I'm called Maxwell. I feel like Sweet. a fucking twat. <laughs> I'm gonna change Maxwell my name. Silver Hammer. I don't know how to change my name, so fuck that. I've just left it. I'm Maxwell now. That's me. If anyone needs me, I'll be under Maxwell Klaus. <laughs> but um, I have realised I can change the name of my weapon. So now, my new character has the fucking and the fucking too fucking harder. Um, I've got the smusher, the stopperer, and the dragon dildo. <laughs> I'd name them all bastard. No, see, that's because there's a bastard sword, isn't there? Like, yeah, it's yeah. Just like, uh, the bastard bastard sword. Oh, I can't believe that. What do I call my guns in loaded... <laughs> in a game but, I was playing load out but if um, if if you haven't played it I'd really recommend it it's, uh, it's quite a good game it, it's, it is fantasy there's mm. no illusion to that so if you're not into these fantasy games you're going to find it is so it on hard Steam it's only on Origin isn't it it might only be on Origin yeah because yeah. Origin isn't great I don't like buying games for Origin no because EA I've loves to charge 60 quid for that. I've got um, I've got Dragon Age 1 and 2 and all that shit on there I don't actually use my Origin login you can play Titanfall as well with the season pass mm. which is worth having Origin's a pain man just download it. You just have my username. Just don't buy anything or I'll break your legs. I've only downloaded the free games. Well, no, I paid for games on there, so you can have those. <sighs> Poor bugger. I know. Um, <laughs> but all in all, I'd really recommend it. Like mm. it's it's um it's got me hooked. I don't know what's got me hooked though, because the story's pretty cack. The villains keep are pretty working bland. through it. Yeah, you have, you wouldn't have met all the characters yet. Well, yeah, but um, I've met a character that's voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, he's isn't he a giant demon? He's dude? a giant demon, dude. <laughs> you can like, bang him. Get on my team, can you? Yeah, you can I'm have a big old gay relationship. And that's the, sex the scene. other thing. The sex scene's hilarious. That's the other thing, <laughs> right? Okay, so I only recently found out because again, I'm a Bioware like noob. I don't play these games because they take so much of your time. But currently, I'm in a situation where I've got plenty of time. And I am going to fuck the shit out of everything. I've got a long list of stuff I want to try and fuck in Dragon Age. I'm going to try and fuck a dragon. I'm I don't give a cow. Like, as it's coming towards me, I'm going to be like, all right, pout. 
the big old demonic looking dude though. They're, um, they don't have a sex scene <laughs> as such. Do you No, but they have a. <laughs> it's just this amazing. Se- I'll spoil it for you. No, don't spoil it because no. I, I genuinely want to play this. But I'm, it's um, basically one of the most comedic things you'll see. Oh, really? It's amazing. It's meant, it's meant with love. Don't laugh at their love. <laughs> um, but it is it is really good. Um, I'm really enjoying it, and I I would give it a. Got to think of an actor. Yeah, no, I am. Freddie Prince Jr. Is, isn't no, it? No, Freddie Prince Jr. is not. He's an alright actor. Freddie Prince Jr. is the guy, isn't it? Freddie Prince Jr. is an alright actor, but I'm not going to give him. That just that just solidifies everything together. If I'm going to give it a rating, I'm going to say it's a. It's a Mel Gibson. You don't want to admit you like it a lot of the time because of current current shit that's going on. But when you look back, you've had some good fun. You've seen some nice stuff. And you've had you've had some adventures. I mean, Mad Max is one of my all-time favorite films. So yeah, yeah, I'd give it a Mel Gibson. Sorry about Bird on a Wire. <laughs> what was the one where he's a hairdresser? Is it Bird on a Wire? Mm-hmm. Where he's a hairdresser and Kurt Russell's trying to chase him and no. um, Goldie Horns. Oh, that's yeah, Bird on a Wire. There's Bird on a Wire. Yeah. Great film. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there like a cave, like a Goonies-style cave, at one point where they're trying to get treasure? Possibly. <laughs> oh shit. What's that but film yeah. that Kurt Russell was in where he was Captain something? Captain Ron? Yeah. With Martin Short? Yeah. Great film! It's a work of art. It is a work of art. Um, one thing, because I've got something left over. I mean, we're at one, one hour fifteen. I don't know if you want to carry on. We can do a discussion quickly. No, you quickly. still got to do your last thing. Do you want to, Well, what we can do is we can include each other in this. It's not gay sex, don't worry. No. Oh. I know, right? I'll put away the leap. <laughs> Just the tip. Um, so, I recently played Castlevania 4. Super Castlevania. Classic. I played this in preparation for the last podcast. If anyone listened, we talked about Rondo of Blood, and I didn't even know this game existed. I thought that as soon as Castlevania Four ended, it went into that obscure RPG shit that I don't care about. Yeah, Symphony of the Night onwards. Yeah, but I kind of want to play Rondo of Blood. So what I did was I went back and I replayed Super Castlevania. There's two 4. Rondos of Blood, though. I know there are. There's the Super Graphics FX and there's the PC. But the PC also, Engine, the SNES one. There's a Mega Drive version. The Mega Drive, no, the Mega Drive one's Castlevania Generations. That's the only Mega Drive Castlevania. Okay. Alright, yeah. so I've got to play either Turbo Graphics or S. The PC Engine version is the proper version, the PC CD one. That's the proper version of Rondo of Blood, but um, the SNES version is like a different alternate reality game of it. Okay. But um, the SNES one's really good. Damn okay. thing. Alright, well, I'm, I'm probably going to play the SNES one in that case, but um, when it comes to Rondo of Blood, in preparation for this, I played Super Castlevania 4 all the way through. Um, and there are moments in that game that you don't experience in gaming anymore. Yeah. It's. It's a particular kind of magic that Nintendo seemed to cultivate. Yeah, the Nintendo didn't do it anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. But um, I mean, what actually saying? It used to be that was small team. Like that. Yeah, but that's Nintendo's own thing. Yeah. This was economy. It but used to be it on Nintendo Capcom. consoles. The games that were getting released on their consoles were of a certain standard. A lot of the time, there was a lot of crap, but there was a lot of these games that just had ideas. Yeah, and I think it was because there were much smaller teams, and like the lead designer would have had a much more of a hand in what was going on, rather than it being a thing where. They've got their idea, and then the publishers like, well, you have to include this, 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 and this. It was okay. a case that they could do what they want. Like, you can whip the whip around any way you want in that game, yeah. And it's the best weapon. Like, none of the other weapons you get are better. <laughs> okay. Well, what this has got me thinking is that you get a lot of those retro shows. Um, I love Super Castlevania Four, hmm. but in getting Super Castlevania Four, I had to do it in a slightly shifty way because I own the game, but I don't own a SNES right now. Water damage is slowly. It's slowly and steadily killed my SNES. <laughs> but what I didn't realise is there are certain games on the SNES that I need to play again, which included Castlevania 4. But also, and this might be controversial, I found a copy of Jurassic Park for the SNES. Oh, the Jurassic down, Park on the SNES is damn good. 
Yeah, and I it's got first-person so, shooter sections as well. It does, yeah, yeah. and um, I really enjoyed it. So my question to you is, what SNES game? Because I'm a little bit embarrassed to say Jurassic Park is a game I love. <laughs> I genuinely enjoy that from start to finish again. What game would you say you're embarrassed by that you like on the SNES, but you but you would say is still a good game? You'd still defend it. Embarrassed by any games on the SNES, man. They're fucking gold. Bike and Mice from Mars. Bike and Mice from Mars is a fucking good game. <laughs> not diss Bike and Mice from Mars. <laughs> Right, let's let's like, put that away. When it is so much literally rock and roll racing that know, it may as well be rock and roll we racing. We have this discussion every other podcast. <laughs> yeah. But you have to like is there a game that you would recommend to people in retro gaming that you feel is great? Because I'd recommend Jurassic Park wholeheartedly. See the one I usually recommend on the SNES is extremely difficult to get hold of and very expensive, but if you can find an emulator of it, Hagane is a fucking amazing Hagane. game. And what is Hagane? It's kind of like Thinker Strider with Contra's difficulty. That sounds awful. It's so difficult. It is so oh, really? tough. But um, it's one of the rarest games on the SNES. My mate has a box copy and he lost it. Like he has no idea. How much it does is. this go for? Give About four hundred quid. Holy shit! Yeah, um, I was looking at my Secret of Mana on the SNES nowadays. is selling for one hundred and fifty quid yeah, on Amazon. I was looking eBay. at the other day. I was thinking about yeah. buying that, and it was I've, just like I've got it over there, boxed. Yeah, That's with the map, but one door, you know, the flaps on the side, one's yeah. come off. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Um, Guardian, Gu- Gunstar Heroes on the Mega Drive sells for about eighty quid now. I've got that hit that underneath this microphone. Oh, really? Yeah, boxed. <laughs> Don't tell people your address. No, That's probably the outcome of this podcast. But um, I'd right, recommend so- them. Pocket- I was giving my friend recommendations the other day because she bought a Retron Five for her husband for Christmas. Sexy. Imported one from America. How much does she love her husband? Because I know. She just she has a habit of buying things just because she can just because like she sets her heart on it. If I put a price tag on my chest, do you think she'd uh, buy me? No. <laughs> you lying? But um, yeah, I got her to get Pocky and Rocky, and I've had told her what sort of ones to look at, okay. like Pop and Twinbee and um, Parodius and things like that. With things with things like the retro five, it'd be good if we did like a little retro section. I mean, that's the the, the main reason I ask the question is more for my own investigative sort of. Um, not There's all sorts of stuff you can find on the SNES. Like I know, Shadowrun, I know. the original Shadowrun game. Man. But like, you know how things are quite prevalent. Like, I would if if it was a Mega Drive, I'd be in my element. I could fucking name games mm. for days, legs for days, games yeah. for days. I love Shakan. Shakan, the Forever Man. Shakan Demus and Pliers. If you haven't played it, play that game. But um, but it's just I always like, go with, um, cheeky cheeky boys on the SNES Mega Drive as the obscure game. That's no, everyone Shadows of the Beast too. Shadow, yeah, that was a Mega game to me. No, because I played it on the Amiga. Amiga. It was an Amiga originally. The controls were so shit on the Amiga. Yeah, but it was an Amiga game to me. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, like, um, in regards to it, you would say that things like things like Secret of Mana, something that's quite well known, but there are other games as well. Like, what if you can Pocky get it, Chrono Trigger Rocco? is probably the best. Chrono Trigger is a great this. game, but you can get it for the GBA. It's on DS. DS. Yeah, I've got it over there. <laughs> Which is relatively cheap now. It's about ten. Yeah, yeah. Well worth getting. Probably the best NES RPG. I'd say. Yeah, you have to go through the game twice, don't you? You can do, yeah. It's all sorts of stuff going on in that game. You so can I know there's a really lot of early. there's a lot of shit to do with time. I mean, obviously Chrono. Yeah, technically you can good. fight the boss any time you want. Oh really? Yeah, as soon as you got the time travel thing, you can travel to the boss and get destroyed by him. Have you ever played and completed Earthbound? No, that's one reason why I want to get a Wii U is just so I can download it because it's the only way to buy Earthbound yeah, it's in the UK. Crowd, isn't it, on there? Yeah, yeah, that's worthwhile. Really? That's a smart game. Do you know what it does? It's really clever. When you get to the point that you're too strong to fight the enemies, it just ends the battle instantly. It says you've won. It doesn't even play the battle out. It just goes, we're not going to waste your time. You've won. Done. Yeah, but like, what happens if you just grind and you get more powerful than the end boss? Then you'll just start bashing through everything. Mm. <laughs> I don't think you can get more powerful than the end boss, which is one of the creepiest looking things yeah, you'll ever see in the game. We're not going to spoil it here. Because obviously you can get on the Wii U. That's quite something we quite recommend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, 
If you if you would say if you're just I'm gonna chuck it, footage of bike mice from Mars over. All yeah, this no, that's absolutely fine. No, chuck <laughs> as much as you can. Like literally, maybe chuck, some swiv. Chuck pictures of us showering. I've in got retro some games. Super Mario on there. Yeah, retro yeah. games, just get as much as you can in there. But I mean, make it a Caesar dream. Caesar, Caesar dream of just random retro gaming. Just put such shit in there that no one expects it. And um, I mean, when it comes to your top three SNES games, can you name them off by heart? Uh, it's tough to decide, man. Well, no, just if you're going to go top three SNES games, if someone just go bang, rattle them off. Um, Super Mario World. Yeah. Is that one, two, or three? I never give an order, man, for these. Okay. Because it's interchangeable. It's like with my films, I can give a different order for my You top wouldn't go films. Super Mario Collection, the, the one that has Super All Mario Stars. Gallo. No, because I prefer playing the original versions of those. Okay. There's slight differences in the difficulty on them. And also, it's less floaty controls, I find. Yeah. There's all sorts the of various things, but I do prefer the original versions of those, which okay, I have. Okay, so Super Mario World. But um, Super Mario World, yeah. Um, Jesus, man. I was really fond of Secret of Evermore. Not okay. a perfect game, but. Such a weird game. Yeah. And. What else have we got? F Zero on the SNES. F Zero is a great game. I That's want a, a new one. Why game. the fuck isn't there an F Zero game on the Wii? Well, you know that F Zero GX didn't do very well on the GameCube. I don't care. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> Did you hear what they did in Japan? You could get a card. Yeah, and you save your data. Yeah. <laughs> you just like go and plug yeah. in. That's great. Technically, that worked on the US and UK versions, yeah, but you'd never find an card. arcade machine. Yeah. I'm one of the few buggers who've played both the Mario Kart arcade machines, man. Yeah, we play as freaking Prince in Katamari Damacy in the second one. <laughs> I played uh, the Silent Hill video game. Oh, the arcade machine. Yeah, it's a shooter, it, isn't it? Isn't working, yeah. Yeah. Is it in Big Apple? It was. Oh, they had the Fist of the North Star arcade machine in yeah, there years ago. This. That, that's just oh. because Gary Daniels comes from working. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> that's one arcade machine where if I had the money to buy any arcade machine, Fist of the North Star arcade machine, that freaking one where you punch in the panels, fucking amazing. For me, time crisis. Hells yeah. I once had a crowd around me playing Area 51. I was, you remember Area 51? Yeah, because it was so cheap in in, yeah. um, in the arcade. I put game. one credit in there and got to the end boss. Oh, really? Yeah. I am. Um, because I, I knew that game from the PlayStation. So just I went in it. one day. Um, this is a tale from my childhood. I went in one day when I was 12. And um, and obviously it was school holiday, so we were just all in there. Yeah. And um, this business guy came in with a pound coin, which at the time, gold. You know, that may not be an actual gold composite anymore, but it was just gold to us, this money. Guy popped in the machine, pulled up, like put his briefcase down, pulled up both guns, and started playing two gun House of the Dead. Nice. And ever since then, that's how I played. Any money I got got pumped into that machine for about. I finished Time Crisis doing that on the PlayStation. About three years. Yeah, no, I yeah. love I love Time Crisis on the PlayStation. I'm really sad that guns don't work on LED TVs anymore. Yeah. So stupid. That's but why I want a CRT widescreen, man. I'll tell you what, the, um, the Wii U. And the Wii, great for playing those games. Yeah, not it's pretty good. It's not exactly perfect aiming though. It's slightly different, isn't it? Well, you could change it. Like but there you can. Are settings. There are You've settings. got the cursor on there to help and everything, but it's not one. It's not. It's not as good. Yeah, it's not as good. But um, it's but probably no. more accurate, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. But um, but no. When it comes to when it comes to snares and things like that, I think that we should do retrospectives because I feel like um, between us we have enough knowledge to talk about those things. But um, but yeah. 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 And Did you ever play Evo? Games? No. It was it was the game where you start off as a fish. It was essentially spore or sport. You start off as a fish and you evolve steadily. It's like an RPG. You get nice. experience. You level up. Um, but that is, I believe, the last of the episode of Crit Apocalypse for today. We're episode five. Um, if you like us, we're soon to be on iTunes along with hopefully. other things. Hopefully, <laughs> if they don't deny us, we swear a little bit. Well, the thing is, if the beta thing doesn't go through for, um, if I don't get the beta thing on SoundCloud, we'll they're going to activate it anyway soon. Anyway, so. Yeah. 
we're we'll just find alternatives. Get on early. We'll find alternatives. Well, no, it's just we're just waiting until they do the actual until they yeah. unleash the um, podcast thing on SoundCloud anyway because they're going to yeah. do a SoundCloud's going to do a thing where you actually have a section for podcasts properly, oh, excellent. which they don't have yet. Well, if you if you need to find us, we're Crit Apocalypse. Um, my name's Matt. I have the website cinemageddon.wordpress and you have mellowgaming.com. Um, my YouTube channel's Mellow Gaming. Um, I'll chuck links below. I always yeah. chuck links below. But yeah, thank you for anyway. listening. Hopefully, you've been entertained. Hopefully, you got this far through it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, I can check the audience retention. Yeah, we'll we'll be monitoring you. Don't worry. I'll know if you're lying. They don't lie to us. They love us. I don't know about that. Well, yeah, we'll <laughs> get there. Anyway, thank you again, guys. Bye. Bye.